Good evening and welcome to another exciting episode of 48 Shades of Football. Might be a little bit of a long one this week, eh? That's what she said. <laughs> hey, it's been a long time since we started with one of them. Uh, yeah, maybe. A lot to cover this week. Three three competitions. Yep, three competitions. Ten, ten inept referees. <laughs> and that's just in the one game. That's <laughs> just the one game, yeah. So the opening music there was something familiar to all of us from back home. Uh, the theme tune for a question of sport. I'm sure there's a reason for that, Paul. Uh, there is. Is that, be- is that because you, you haven't introduced me yet? I'm joined by special <laughs> guest, Ali McCoist. <laughs> oh, come on. Come give, give on. Give us best Ali McCoist impression, Mark. <laughs> I'm on gardening leave. <laughs> are you, you going to flirt with me if I'm going to be Sue? I thought you were going to be John Parrott. You sound like him. <laughs> No, there is, a, there is a reason for that because there are a couple of moments during this week's matches where when you look at the highlights, you'll never figure out what was going to happen next. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think there was a few rather strange uh, decisions made uh, and also some rather weird-looking cows on the pitch at Suwon. And are you able to tell us who won the 1,000 litres of milk this week? Uh, I think it might have been the girl I was talking to at half-time in the jump weekend. <laughs> no, she was given a thousand litres, sorry, yeah, sorry. Don't encroach on good friend of the podcast, Lex's territory. Uh, I may have actually seen Lex, I, I don't think, I've never actually seen him before, so I've no idea what, what he looks like, but there was a foreigner milling around looking at me, the only other foreigner, uh, at half-time. Actually, Chumbuk have quite a big foreign, for, foreign following this, this year, I've seen from his photos on Facebook. Yeah, I'd actually texted uh, Matthew Bins, like, I think on the, the Saturday, I think it had been, to see if he was going down, because uh, I, I was going to repay his, uh, his, his beer, Yeah. but he said he wasn't going, so in the end I didn't actually get, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at the games, but I didn't get them until pretty late on. Uh, I see, Paul, I'm, I'm just noticing that your cuffs have fallen down a little bit uh, on your shirts, and you have the same kind of uh, sunburn t-shirt tan as what I have. Uh, mine's only an inch. It's the opposite of a watch tan. That's what she said as well. <laughs> I walked into that one, didn't I? <laughs> you did indeed. <laughs> yeah, um, I spent Children's Day cycling down the country. I had a long sleeve t-shirt on, which rode up a bit as I was cycling, so I've got a good foot of burn. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine's, mine's looks like a... Mine, not for the first time, looks like a baby's arm. <laughs> I've had a burnt one like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, enough smut. <laughs> Let's get back to the. What was the point? <laughs> like, so yeah. So what what happened next? We're going to talk about some of the strange things that happened uh, over the course of the. I guess the the ninth round of games spread over four days as well. So I guess that's bit why we like can't a, remember what happened. A bit like a bank holiday weekend. Yeah, it was pretty long, right? Mm. So long that actually in the challenge they had two two rounds over the same period. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but we're going to start with the ACL, I guess, because that was the the first lot of matches. That it, it was, yeah, involving Suwon, Blue Wings, Jumbuk, uh, Pohang, and Seoul. Uh, the last time that we looked at it, Pohang were definitely out. Seoul had definitely won their group, and so the only two games that we really roughly previewed were the Jumbuk Jiangsu game and the uh, Suwon Shanghai game. Yep. 
Um, Where do you, you want to start? Uh, I didn't go e- either game. Uh, work really is the curse of the drinking class, which is about the 14th time I've said that <laughs> on the podcast. Um, football class even. But yeah, uh, I didn't see any of them, but I got home in time to watch the second half of the other Sue One game, which was on the Tuesday, so I guess we can start with that one. Okay. So Sue One needed to basically hump Shanghai and hope that uh, Melbourne lost at home to Gamba. Well, I guess they just had to get a better result than Melbourne, yeah, so I guess a draw and a, and a victory or a defeat and a draw or whatever would have worked. And they did their, they did their part, didn't they? They, uh... they did, yeah. What was, what was quite strange was that, I don't know why he did it, but Suwon manager, uh, not I don't know his name, I just refused to say it, uh, he started with like, pretty much a B team. Like, there was no... Yom, Kwan, Santos, I think they were all kind of dropped. Amazingly, stuck. I can see your face lighting up, Paul. You got the question. You're going to cut me off before I get to ask the question on you. Go for it. Did he go make the squad? He didn't. He didn't make it, yeah. Amazingly, he still didn't make it. I think he actually is. Uh, somewhere in a local Copacabana in Suwon serving up uh, steaks at the weekend. I don't think he had, I think he's here on a on a restaurant license, not a, not a, not a football visa. Or making semiconductors in the, in the <laughs> Samsung factory. Could be. Actually, looking at him, I think he's been eating the steaks while blazing in the sun or something like that, because he looks pretty portly. Um, so yeah, so even in this game, when it was a B team, I don't think he made it. Um, but Suwon did what they had to do. Uh, they they beat Shanghai 3-0 two goals from wannabe uh, future protege Kim Kim Gunhee. Uh, he got a penalty in the 7th minute and then they had they scored two quick goals in the second half 52 and 55 uh, Korea Racing was there uh, he was there tweeting on behalf of 48 Shades thank you thank you Alistair uh, as neither me nor you could be arsed <laughs> It was raining. It was cold. <laughs> I, I, did, I did have the, um, the, the excuse of working uh, until 7pm. I think I was at work. And, yeah, I started watching halfway through the first half on the, on, on the way home. Yeah. yeah. I saw the second half. I mean, someone looked good for a team that was playing none of the Shanghai superstars either. So, I mean, I, I think it was like two B teams playing each other. Shanghai had no real interest in the game. Um, but I think all eyes were probably on the Melbourne Gamba game uh, more than actually the Suwon game because I think it was pretty obvious after a couple of minutes that Suwon were going to win it um, Melbourne as well ran into a pretty quick quick lead they were 2-0 up after like 15 minutes or so and Gamba also sent their B side right? yeah yeah. but they were already out so yeah. that was kind of understandable yes uh, I think Gamba were pretty poor from what I could see on Twitter until the last like 10 minutes 10-15 minutes and then I think they started playing uh, as if they'd suddenly thought we like Suwon more than Melbourne uh, we like chickens more than Bogans <laughs> um, and Nielsen pulled one back for Gamba with 5 minutes left which meant the last 5 minutes was a bit nervy again I didn't see it but I was fo- at this point in time I was actually following it on, on, on Twitter um, and uh, yeah kind of trying to give and the good news that Suwon were not going to get through because <laughs> I think if he made that whole trip down in the rain uh, on his own he, he was literally in the stadium on his own 
And if Sue wanted to actually qualify, I think it'd have been a really lonely bus journey back from. I was going to ask you about that because uh, I, when I was watching it on TV, there didn't seem to be that many people in the in the ground. And we always talk about, I mean, obviously, it was a, a massive match for Suwon, right? Mm-hmm. And they, you would have thought they'd want all, sort of, you would, they'd want an atmosphere like Anfield, where the, the, yeah. the scouts just turn up and give it their all to, to be that extra man. But it seems like at Suwon, nobody bothered. 4,700? For the, for the so-called self-proclaimed best fans in Korea. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think we'll, we can talk about that when we get to... I mean, I went to the big board on Sunday for the game against John Book. Yeah. And I think we can maybe even do a comparison between that and the Supermatch crowd like, uh, when we get there. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's a horrendously poor crowd for Suwon. Just over 4,500. Um, and that was probably inflated at that. And it was a, a poor crowd for Shanghai as well. They, they didn't get their typical Shanghai Shenhua anti-Shanghai SIPG guys, did they? No, I think that there was only like 10 people there. Maybe 10, I, I have no idea, but it looked a pretty small um, turnout from Shanghai as well. Yeah. So, so Suwon crashed out? Yeah, but as I was said and done, Suwon are out. That's Suwon were out, Pohan were already out. So I think we're looking at a pretty disappointing ACL for the Korean teams, to be honest. How, how did Pohan get on in the last game? Uh, in their last game, they, were uh, they drew one each. They were away to Urawa. Oh, yeah. Uh, they drew two each. Uh, sorry, they drew one each, sorry, of course. Uh, Lazar scored a penalty. I guess that's the only way Lazar can score. Sorry, Paul. Um, <laughs> at that point in time, it was the only way he could score, okay? Uh, and then amazingly, Zlatan, not the Zlatan, <laughs> but a different Zlatan. Uh, scored from a penalty as well for well, they, they left the S out of his brackets it says PG not PSG <laughs> <laughs> so two penalties uh, in the second half that was a bit of a rip-roaring game <laughs> all, all, all the uh, excitement in this was after the final whistle wasn't it yeah so I mean there's two okay there's two conflicting stories about what there's happened two conflicting right? stories there's also two hugely conflicting videos as well I think we have to be honest about that as well. So basically, at full time, there was a little bit of a fight on the pitch between uh, Pohang and Urawa players, right? Between Mainly between the Pohang captain and the Urawa goalie. Yep. And then it kind of escalated into a few others around them, but mainly, yeah, between the captain uh, of Pohang and, and, and the goalie of Urawa. The first video I saw was a rather short edited video. So basically, the fight started because... Uh, the Pohan captain threw his his tapes, yeah. like for I guess his, sh- his socks and stuff, his threw them on the pitch. Yeah, for his shin guys, his garters. Yeah, he threw his garter belt on the on the pitch, and apparently in Japan, that scene is being disrespectful. Um, so the video that was first put up, the video that King Kenny commented on, uh, and was basically of the Pohan captain throwing the tapes behind him on the pitch, right? Yeah. And I got Tom's point of view when he said, what, doesn't Urawa pay money for anybody to come and clean the ground? They, if the players got to do it themselves, uh, that's a disgrace. Why overreact like that? But there's been a second video that's been posted, that's been going around Korean Facebook pages, of actually 
the Pohang players all picked up their tapings, all took off their tapings and picked them up, yeah. and were walking off the pitch when the captain grabbed them off of the players and threw them back. Yeah. Which is completely different from the first video, which looked like it was his taping. Yeah. It was actually he took a handful of tapes and actually threw them behind him on the pitch. Yeah. And I think you would call that disrespectful in pretty much any country. Right, because that, that's the story I heard as well, is that various players are taking their tape off and throwing it down, and the Japanese keeper has said, we don't do that in Japan, so they picked it up, and as they were walking past the captain, he said, no, don't do that, and he took it off them and threw yeah. it back on the ground, and that's when the keeper came over and started. Yeah. But then there's also a third story going around, which you presumably have not heard. No, I haven't heard a third one. Then. That it wasn't actually... I, I've not seen anything to back this up, but... The, the third story, cited uh, by, I guess, an anti-Ruawa person, was saying that it was actually rubbish thrown at the Pohang players by the Ruawa fans. Okay. But it looked like tape to me, to be honest. And it looked like tape to me. And I, I can't say I've ever seen... You'd be hard pushed to get something to throw it, to throw something from the stand and get it almost in the centre circle. Almost centre circle, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, maybe they've thrown it on the edge of the pitch and the point players were taking it off. But you'd think if they were, if stuff stuff was thrown, they just ignore it. Uh, I do think maybe that it's got a bit lost in translation, mate. Clearly, this came from someone who was at the match and said that Urawa fans had thrown stuff, pitched woods. Mm. And it may be that they've taken their bandages off as a as a reaction to that. Okay, it could have been, yeah. But definitely, the the, the, the Puang players have decided to pick up the bandages, and then the the, the captain took it off them and threw yeah. it back down. Yeah, oh, I mean so it was like, but as I said, yeah, petulant. I mean, on the first video, it was just him throwing his tape, and that, well, that, that's what it looked like. It was perfectly cut yeah. to be like, oh, what's the big deal? Yeah. But when you see the extended video, it's hugely disrespectful. Definitely, it's disrespectful. Yeah. It should also it's be childish. be be noted as well. I'm not sure how many of those Pohang players were playing three, three years ago but I think if any set of fans have a cheek to complain about rubbish throwing the pitch it would be Pohang like when Pohang scored the winning goal in the last minute at Osan they, they, they could barely slide and celebrate in the goal mouth because it was full of soju bottles yeah. uh, so I think there's a little bit of a uh, pot and kettles there boys yeah? I don't think Pohang players and fans can get pissed off at that to be honest you've got a bit of a, a, bit of a history of throwing bottles in the pitch yourself and is that me going to get the podcast taken off air by Pohang Steelers <laughs> so those two fans that they have just for completeness the other game the other group the other game in that group um, Sydney lost to Guangzhou right yeah that, that was that, that was a strange one as well I mean that was the one that was going to come back and bite uh, Guangzhou pretty badly because um, with, like, with three minutes left Guangzhou had actually finished um I guess level on points, I guess. With but behind on the head to head. Behind on the head to head, yeah. Which was going to, I guess, make Guangzhou look unfortunately to not have qualified as opposed to just have been absolute shit for yeah. like the first four games four of the games. group. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that was, I think the Urawa equaliser probably saved a lot of like, kind of wailing and gnashing of teeth from like Evergrande about, oh, the head to head doesn't work. Why, well, why would they say that when everyone knew going in, into the competition what it was? I mean, everyone knew apart from a couple of people I've ever seen uh, <laughs> who are still like whining and, and wailing about it, yeah. Um, the fact of the matter is that, yeah, it's a rule that's there. It's there in Europe as well. Yeah. I'm fairly certain if there's a, 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 a Copa America club tournament, I'm not sure if there is. I'm sure it's there as well. There is. 
So, I mean, it's a rule that's in every continental competition I know of. You separate it by the head to head, that's the way it goes. Um, So, yeah, so I guess if Guanchu had finished level in points, they'd have been pissed, but as as it ended up, that equalised finished them in third enemy. Uh, they are smashing the Chinese league at the moment, so yeah. I expect they'll be back with a vengeance next year. Oh yeah, and uh, and an even bigger pay packet. Yeah. So I guess well, that, so we knew this over through anyway. Yeah. Uh, we don't. I mean, so so top the group regardless of their of their game, right? Yeah. They also so, sent the B side out to Japan. Okay. So do you want to take us through that game first, and then we'll discuss who they're playing in the last sixteen then? Yeah. Uh, I didn't really watch it because I was driving down to Kongju. Uh, I watched a bit of it. They went two 0 down. They got a late penalty, which Adriano slotted away for mm-hmm. his 500th goal of this year's ACL. And then they actually had the ball in the net again for an equaliser, but it was disallowed for offside. Okay. But I've not seen the replay to determine how wrong the referee was. Okay. And what was that man Asano who, who put Sam Fretch in front? He also scored. I think he scored at uh, the World Cup stadium as well. He was a guy who. Who scored the the two goals against the, the Korean under 23s and not and beat them in the final? He seems to have a habit of scoring against Korean teams. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, so we're through anyway. But that defeat, do you think that's a okay? It was a so B team, but do you think that shows a lack of depth in squad? Do you think it just shows that they weren't really that interested because they were through anyway? I think I. Well, I presumed he was saving his full-strength squad for the weekend against Pohang. Okay. And that clearly didn't work. It didn't. Not to give any spoiler. Okay. Uh, I think um, the other game in that group was uh, Bing Dong against Tokyo. No. Nope. I was talking about okay. I was just talking about this guy's name. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. We'll get to, to that game when we do get there then. Yeah. yeah. So the other game in that group was uh, Buriram against Shandong. Uh, what were the permutations at that point? Uh, nothing. It was all already decided. Okay. So there was no way that San Freshie could leapfrog Shandong no. or anything? No? no. Okay. So first and second were decided. So that game finished nothing each. Uh, I guess Buriram getting their first point. Congratulations. Congratulations. I'm sure that one point will help you sleep better at night. Now that you have a minus 15 goal difference. <laughs> Lyle, what do you know? <laughs> okay, so I guess now we have those two groups finished, but we know Sober Top. Uh, who finished top in the group that they'll play? Sydney. Sydney. So that means who finished second then? Urawa. Urawa. So the last 16 will be Seoul versus Urawa. It's a tasty number. It's a tasty, tasty fixture. They're actually away two weeks today, I think. Yeah, they'll be first, right? Yeah. And home second because they won the group, right? Uh, not two weeks, it's next week. Yeah, it's next week. Away next week, home two weeks today. Home two weeks today. You, I guess we'll, we'll do a preview of that uh, like later, I guess, but you confident, comfortable, think you'll get through that? I think it's a tricky fixture? Uh, I think Urawa's a tough place to go. Um they started off very poorly in the Champions League, didn't they? Yeah. And they sort of pulled their thumb out towards the end to scrape over the line. Uh, they, I guess they did well to get out of a kind of a, a very tough group. Yeah, yeah. Mm, but I think Seoul really started the season blindingly and they've really tailed off in the last yeah. three weeks or so, three, four weeks. So um, 
I think they've got a good chance. Hopefully they won't be humiliated like they were last year against Gamba. Okay. Is that is that a return of Takahagi to his, his old team? Who did he play for? Hiroshima. Urawa. Urawa? I don't know. I, I can't remember. He yeah, wasn't saying. I think he played for Hiroshima. Cause it was Hiroshima, okay. Because uh, fans were saying that he was left out of the squad for that game. And fans were saying he'll be disappointed that he couldn't get to play against his old team. Okay. okay. So, because I know that he came from Western Sydney Wanderers, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for me. I think that's a, I'm going to agree with you. I think that's a really tough game. I think I've, I, I watched Sydney against Pohang. I didn't really think they were that good, even though they beat Pohang. Um, and Australian teams tend to not really travel that well, even though they came over and beat Pohang. But so I think probably Sydney would have caused you less problems. Yeah. I think okay, you travelling there is a tough one. But yeah, I think probably Uraba would have been the tougher of the two teams. I know a good friend of the podcast, Nicole, was disappointed that she couldn't get to see. She was indeed. I'm not sure she's a good friend of the podcast. I don't think she listened to a single episode. <laughs> <laughs> she's a good friend of the podcast Twitter account, but I don't know if she's, actually, I don't know if she's even aware that it's a podcast. <laughs> we'll find out, won't we? Find out. And she says, oh, thank you for mentioning me. <laughs> that's not an impersonation of you, Nicole, just by the way, in case you think it is. I, I'm, I'm not assuming that's what you sound like. I always assume she sounds like Kylie. <laughs> oh, well, that's funny, but it is. Or oh, Mrs. Mangle. <laughs> Mrs. Mangle, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on, because now I have images of, like, her as Mrs. Mangle, and that's, that's just not working in any way whatsoever. Uh, okay, so yeah, so, tough one, I think, would have to agree, I think Sydney would, would have been easier, but Seoul should have enough about them to beat them. Okay. And it's also for the neutral. It's also one of those games where you want both teams to lose because both are pretty. Solo and Urawa. Both are pretty horrendous teams. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the other Korean team that was playing, that was in action, was uh, as we discussed, pulling it out. Uh, was John Book against Jiangsu, the game that for six weeks, six. Weeks, can I say that again? I had told my scheduler that I was going to. Six full weeks, the girl knew I was going there, and she scheduled me at, like some a meeting at 7 pm. <laughs> see, for six full weeks, I told her I was going to, 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 to John Book. So you didn't get to go and see Joe? <laughs> no, I didn't get to see Joe or Trixie. I'm really pissed. Um, I really wanted to go and see Joe, Trixie, and Ramirez. I'm not sure if. And Dan Petrescu. Yeah, I actually really didn't want to go and see them. I, I was really annoyed at that. Uh, but anyway, these things happen. Um, uh, so what I did do instead was I went and got absolutely hammered with a good friend of the podcast, Korea Racing, as we drank as many green bottles of soju as we could. Can I just ask a question at this point? Yes. Why do we have more good friends of the podcast than we do listeners? <laughs> <laughs> because they're just good friends. You know, it's like, it's like, so, are you guys dating? No, we're just good friends. <laughs> it's the same idea. You don't, you actually get to take them as far as you can, but you don't get that final product. Do you think we could convert them into sponsors or, or patrons? <laughs> now, the last thing I want to see is career racing in a bed. Um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, we need, to, we need to convert them into actual listeners, right? Otherwise, it really is just me, you and your mum. <laughs> I mean, I've been hitting it on repeat like, in the gym like ten times a day, and we still only have ten listeners. <laughs> no, Jesse's been listening recently. Oh, really? Mm. 
keeps, keeps complaining that I don't mention that, so. Okay. I've, I've mentioned you this week, although I did tell her not to listen this week because she's from Pohang and I've got a few things to say about Pohang later. We can just cut out that bit about Jesse, you know. <laughs> we can, maybe like, later on we can describe uh, a player being really crap and say he played like a big Jesse and we can leave that in and she'll think it's her, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're starting to ramble now. We're going to lose the few, less, few listeners that we do okay. have. So, John Book, Jiangsu. Uh, in this one, John Book, a draw was enough. Because, the, the, again, of the amazing head-to-head, which is like the greatest uh, way of deciding a group stage ever in the history of football. Yep. Anyway, uh, so, yeah. So, so John Book only had, had to, take, to get a draw. Uh, it wasn't with a whole lot that could happen for Jiangsu. They, they had to win and hope that Tokyo's result went against them. Uh, the game started, as you probably expected it would, Leonardo uh, gave, gave John Book the lead. And then Jiangsu seemed to go kind of all out attack and goes by Alex Trixia and then X-Man City favourite Joe, also from a penalty. A lot of penalties in the ACL this week. Uh, made it 2-1. And At then which point, John Book were going out? Yes, because the news coming from Tokyo was that Tokyo were romping... The news coming from Vietnam, sorry, was that Tokyo were romping home. Doing what neither of the other teams could do and win in Vietnam. Yep. So I looked at John Book where we're heading now. Uh, so to commiserate, we ordered a third bottle of Joe on day. Uh, Paul, what happened after that? <laughs> uh they got an equaliser just before the 70th minute. Yep. And I clung on for, for, for dear life until the end. I think they did get pummeled after that, right? I think Jiangsu did come on them quite a bit. Yeah, I wasn't really watching it. So it was on in the background, but Jiangsu kept attacking, looking for that winning goal. Okay. It should also be noted that at the exact same time as Im Jong-un was uh, equalising for, for Jongbuk, the amazingly named Koko Van for Bing Dong was uh, was pulling one back from the penalty spot. <laughs> Le Coco Van. The Coco Van. Playing the for the Big Dong. But basically, yeah, the Coco Van. Uh, for anyone who thinks that's offensive, I apologise. Uh, but what you can't see is actually got doing slitty eyes with his fingers <laughs> at this time. <laughs> and there goes the remaining five <laughs> listeners. Uh, he's not. That was just a poor taste of joke for me. <laughs> uh, what I was actually doing with yeah, was we, we've not been drinking today, have we? We, ha- this is, we haven't, and we have been racist, rambling, sexist. It's like this, it's like the old days, and it's like ten p.m. as well. For sake. <laughs> so, it's, so it was never a problem with the drink. It was the time of the day we were <laughs> doing it. The we were doing that. I think because there's no deadline, but we're just going to sit here and go on and go on and go on. But like, but like Father Ted, which brings us on to the Suwon game. <laughs> Anyway, wrapping it all up, John Booker through. And who are they going to play in the next round? They're going to Melbourne, I can tell you. Yep, so they'll... They, so John Book won their group, so they'll play second uh, in Group G, which means they'll go to Melbourne, which means that Tokyo will, will play Shanghai. So, this is the... F- I really this is the first time that two Australian teams have got through to the knockout round. It is, yes. And also, if you look at the eight teams in East Asia, you've got two from each of the four main countries. Two from Korea, two from Japan, two from China, two from Australia? Yep. Does that mean that the balance is levelling? It's no longer Korean teams that are on top? The K-League is no longer the best league? Um, 
I don't know, because in this case, definitely Gambrasaka and Guangzhou massively underperformed, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, definitely. You, you would have expected both those teams so to. So you'd yeah. expect Guangzhou to qualify and Sydney not to, right? Yeah. And you'd expected Gamba to qualify and probably yeah. Melbourne not to. Yeah. So, so you'd expect to have seen probably three Chinese teams, three Japanese teams, and two Korean teams. Yeah. Still a poor showing from the Korean teams, to, to be honest, but I think that is the way of maybe like the ACL for the next couple of years. Okay. So Guangzhou, definitely the biggest shock. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I guess Buriram was also... Bur- like not not Buriram not qualifying, but Buriram being so poor yeah. was, was a huge shock. Like that, they, that, those first two games against Seoul and Shandong, when they, they shipped like 15 goals, what, 11 goals? Six, they shipped six to Seoul. Five to Shandong, I think. Four or five, yeah. Four or five, yeah. I mean, it, was, it was definitely in, in, in double figures. That was something that was definitely not expected. Um, so yeah, so the, I mean, and also obviously, my tip for for the for the final was Gamba, uh, and I would definitely say they hugely underperformed. The fact that they lost their last four games is pretty incredible. With a team that boasts uh, Asano and Usami, that 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 to me is. Really shocking. Yeah. Including to Suwon. Yeah. So, so that's the way it is. So we have that's the last sixteen for you already. Paul, you going to make a prediction? How far can Seoul go? Uh, I think when we did our pre-season ACL special, most of our pundits' tips for the ch- title was either Gamba or Guangzhou. Mm-hmm. Both of those are out, which means the tournament should be quite wide open. Yep. Because it wasn't, a, I think the only other team that was tipped to do well to, to possibly win was Buriram. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a bit Chumbuk, out of the left field. Maybe, yeah. I guess Chumbuk have to be favourites now, surely? Uh, you'd say so, yeah. I think with the experience of the players, yeah, I wouldn't be, I would say Chumbuk, I might be certain favourites. Maybe Shanghai? Yeah. The thing is, for me, I wouldn't really be surprised. It's going to pain me to say this. I wouldn't be surprised to see Melbourne get to the final. I really wouldn't. Well, we know that, yeah. The only problem is that now they're in their off-season, aren't they? That's the thing, yeah. So, so but then again, some of Western Sydney Wanderers when they made it, right? I guess, but... Yeah, I mean, they, they are in, in, in their off-season. I think they just had that kind of pretty disastrous uh, playoff finals where they, they get knocked out straight away, I think, right? Yeah. Because I know that Western Sydney won the league, right? I thought Adelaide won the league. So yeah. Western Sydney beat, let me beat Melbourne in that. No, Brisbane Road beat in that like ten goals rather or something. Uh, so I think Melbourne had a pretty poor playoff final. So maybe that's dented their confidence a little bit. So I think yeah, they so they just finished their season now. So they'll still be relatively match fit for this next round of games. Yeah. But by the time the quarterfinals come around, they'll yeah. be coming into pre-season, I would think. Yeah. So, so that's going to be a bit different for them, definitely. Yeah. So that yeah, so maybe swing back towards John Book then yeah, but I still think so. If they can buy Yurawa, I've got a great chance of getting in the final. We'll see what happens. Okay. Right, should we go on to the weekend's games? Yep, sounds good. Or the Children's Day through. The the longest set of games I've ever been at in my life, but okay. Uh, how many did you actually get to, given that they're spread over three different days? Uh, I got to three games, three games in three days. 
Okay. Uh, which do you want to take us through the three games that you saw? Yep. Incheon, John Amishet. Okay. Finished nil nil. <laughs> yep. Nothing to report. Uh, the only thing to report is. Um, I'm pretty sure this finished exactly how we predicted last week. Yeah. There's nothing. To, what can I report? Um, anything happened? Uh, both teams started playing in the last five minutes. Okay. It was the exact same as the as the FA Cup semi final last year, when both teams started playing in um, extra time. It was, it was awful. The highlight of the game was probably the number 22, I think it is, the Incheon right back, yeah. who has one of those like dyed brown floppy afros, um, getting the ball and nobody anywhere near him and trying to stop the ball with, with, with his foot and tripping over himself and falling his arse. At which point, that was in the first half, I let out this huge roar of laughter and the kids around me just kind of scowled at me as if, how dare you laugh, Mr. Foreigner. Um, the, the only thing that happened was, I think, from the, only, uh, from the first half definitely was the engine were clean through, one on one with the goalkeeper from about four yards and blasted it in the post. And the second half was pretty much non-event. Were they both scared of losing? or? Yep, they both played for a draw pretty much from, from kick-off. John Nam, of course, have lost their manager now. Yeah, well, depends. No? He resigned immediately after this game. Yeah. He, re- he resigned in the dressing room. Because it was, it was reported when I was still standing outside the stadium having a beer with career racing. So, literally within half an hour, it was reported that he'd quit. Well, if, you think you, if you're going to say you were still at the stadium having a beer after the game, that could have been like five hours after the game, to be it honest. It could have been, but it was only an hour <laughs> or two. Uh, but John Am have rejected his resignation. Interesting. I'm not sure how that works. I'm leaving, I'm going. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> um, something of interest as well, if anyone is listening. <laughs> um, I'm joking. If anyone knows, the Incheon fans had a banner uh, in the right, in the left hand corner of the of the Ultra fans, like in the kind of left hand corner of that stand. They looked to have an Incheon player with that. And on, on a banner in the shape of a tombstone and lots of writing in black. I don't know if some Incheon player passed away recently, but uh, uh, I'm not, not, seen, not seen anything. Not seen anything, but it was a very strange, depressing banner. Um, the game, as I said, yeah, it was poor, nothing happened, uh, and there's a reason why both those teams are rooted at the bottom of the table. On the same day, Guangzhou beat Sangju. They did, I believe, uh, the man himself, the Patriots scored. Penalty. Penalty. He's not going to miss from the spot, is he? And then your mob went down to Ulsan and won 3 0. Yeah, so the funny thing about this was was that I kind of was going to go to this game, but the 8 a.m. bus down was just way too early. So I looked at KTX, and of course it was Children's Day, so all the KTX were, were fully booked, even though there was probably no one on them. Um, so then I looked at public transport and I realised, shit, that's going to be like a 10 hour bus journey because of the traffic. So in the end, there was no way I was going to get to Yatap for 8am, so I chose the Incheon game instead. And I missed an incredible 3-0 uh, romping, spanking uh, of Ulsan. Including your man who went to the army, came back injured and played in this game. Yeah. He's put in the last two games, he played against Guangzhou and he played against Ulsan, and he scored against Ulsan. In fairness, his knee was a little bit sore, so he, he, he kind of bent over at a corner, and the ball hit his head and went in. 
Um, if, you've, if you've seen it, Kim Young Day, legend. So glad you chose Ilsa and not Songnam in the summer, you piece of beep. <laughs> How dare you knock us back and then go there and put on that display? Ridiculous. Uh, the corner comes in, he flaps at it, palms it back out. There's a lot of flapping and flapping, and Yoon Young Sun is the easiest goal he's ever going to score in his life. He basically just bent forward, leaned forward, and knocked it in. Um, that was 1 0 half time. Second half, uh, according to good friend of the podcast, Miroslav, Sonam just absolutely like, just threw everything at Ilsan. Second half, Wang Yi Jo scored a goal that you'll probably remember, Paul. Uh, the exact same as the one he scored at Tanchon last year, just after Park Chu Young had taken the lead for Seoul. Yeah. Long ball forward, ran onto it, looked up, cracked, went into the top corner. Yeah. Sack, same goal. Turns out, same goalkeeper. It's Kim Young Day that day as well. Okay. Uh, and this time, against Seoul, Kim Young Day went, oh, sorry, as the ball came in and missed it. Uh, this time, the ball flew over his head and hit the bar and, and came in. Mm. Uh, but brilliant, brilliant strike. Uh, I mean, that's what Wang Yido does. Do you know what I mean? Like, not very often, but that's what he, he is capable of. And then P2 got himself on the score sheet. Uh, ball came into the box. Uh, Wangy Joe cut it back. Brown cut back from uh, Wangy Joe. P2 slipped the ball. He's right to, to, to take in a dummy or sell the defender. And then did one of those shots that seems really common now where they shoot and fall over at the same time. <laughs> I don't really. Yeah. I never, that, that never happened to me when I was playing football. I never shot and fell over at the same time. Uh, I've been seeing that the goal celebration for a foreigner at Songnam when they scored their first goal was to get dumps like it's their birthday. I wasn't quite sure what was going on there, but they were patting his head and he looked kind of really pissed off actually. Well, he'd be perfectly honest. Um, but yeah, Songnam, huge result. I mean, Ilsan, we're kind of looked as if they were back up there sniffing, you know, like around the top six. Like, had we lost that game to them? You know, that really was one of those like, six-pointers. I mean, that was a huge game. Um, at that point, I moved as second in the league. Um, but I guess that was all going to change come come Sunday. Yeah. So you also went to the game of the round on Saturday? Uh, I did. Uh, what can I say? Seven goals. So one for throws. Uh, uh, do you want me to go through them? It was just amazing. Um, so the game started amazingly... Sunny day as well. It was like a, the sun was like splitting the trees. It was like, well, there's no trees in Seoul one, but it was really, really, really sunny. Um, the interesting thing there as well was I arrived at the game uh, and there was a security check, like, like a bag check, and I did my usual. I'm a foreigner. I don't understand Korean, and so when the girl said, "Oh, kabang, kabang," I held up my ticket, went, "Nay, nay, ticket, nay, nay, nay," and I just kept walking. And the security guard went, kabang, and I went, nay, ticket, nay. And I just walked past him, and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I got in with a few beers. Um, had a couple of beers at the game, which was in a beautiful sunny day, but it was fantastic. Um, first goal, I mean, every goal was really good, to be perfectly honest. There wasn't a single bad goal there. Uh, I thought you said one of them was offside. Yeah, but it was still a cracking move. I'll, we'll talk about that one in a minute. But I mean, it probably was offside, but it was still a cracking move. Uh, so one took the lead. Uh, just just after ten minutes, uh, Ogan Jimmy, see you. Yeah. Uh, got a got on the goal sheet. Great half volley from the edge of the box and and the far bottom corner. One 0 fully deserved as well. Yeah. Um, then Jeju equalised from a corner swung in. Uh, I thought 
Jeju actually scored, as in a Jeju striker scored, but it's getting classed as a as an own goal by Vladen. Yeah. Uh, the ball came in, the goalkeeper pushed it back out, and I guess, I guess it hit his head. It was a bit of a stramash in the box. Yeah. So I guess that was the only non-good goal, I guess. Uh, then, uh, it's not been cl- quoted as a penalty on soccer, away, but then Marcelo scored from the penalty spot. Uh, really reckless challenge in the box. Definitely penalty. Stepped up, did the whole like Adriano run-up, and then blasted it uh, into, the, into the back of the net. It was a, it was a really sweet penalty. Then, just on the stroke of half-time, Jeju broke away again. Uh, ball fed through to Marcelo, and he just cracked it uh, f- from the edge of the box into the top corner. So, 3-1 half-time, two goals for the former. Um, looks as if Jeju found another cracking foreigner, yeah? Yeah. Um, and in the second half, one started pressing, uh, pulled one back, 3-2. Um, a, a volley from inside the box from Wang Jae-hyun. What was quite interesting was the commentator announced him as Park Jehan, and there's actually no Park in the team. But anyway. And then, it's just as soon were playing well and coming back into it, Jeju broke. And that's what they were doing all day. They just kept breaking all day, to be honest. Um, and uh, broke down the wing, uh, crossed in from the left-hand side, and Song Jin Hyun look, looked offside, looked a good half-yard offside, passed it by the goalkeeper. And then the fifth goal was an absolute cracking volley from the edge of the box from Kwon Sun Hyung, who again fell over as he hit it. Wheels rather come off soon in the last couple of weeks, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, I think that's five games without a win after doing so well. To be honest, I don't think they deserved a 5 to defeat. I don't think there was a three goal difference between the teams. I think it really was a shame for them, to be honest. It was a, it was a lot tighter than that game. But, uh, so they're they're in tenth. They're in tenth. But they're still only one point behind their nearest rivals, the Blue Wings. Yep. Whose uh, match you went to on Sunday? I did indeed, yes. And that was a, a cracker as well, apparently. It was another cracker. So basically, that was there was five goals in that one. So more, more than made up for the nil-nil draw you sat through on Wednesday. Yeah. On so the in, Thursday. in two games in Suwon, in two games, uh, I saw twelve goals, which was pretty amazing. Um, that game was a cracker. So should we go to the Suwon Derby this weekend? Uh, I would be at it in a heartbeat if, if it wasn't Song Nam So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, that one that was like, I mean that was a, a cracking game. Like both teams were just at it from from like start to finish. It was end to end. Uh, I think I tweeted it was put like a cup final. But that's exactly what it was like. Yeah. Um, highlight for me. I mean, we can go through the goals. Suwon took the lead. Uh, Kuja Arong um, I'm trying to remember that goal actually to be perfectly honest I don't actually really quite remember it um, although what scored in the end I was at oh corner corner came in uh, from Suwon from the left hand side completely no one marked him and the ball fell to him and he volleyed it uh, like into the low corner but there was no one on him it was, yeah. it was a really bad defending um, that was 1-0 at half time before, just before half time Shinsegi the department store uh, got himself sent off yeah. for being, I don't really swear, but being an absolute twat, basically. So what did you think at the time? At the time, I thought the referee, I thought he, he, he deserved, I think he deserved both both yellow cards. Having watched it, I still believe he, he deserved both yellow cards. Like, whether the first one, on, on a slow motion replay, there was actually enough 
contact and intent. I don't know, but at the time, the referee has no choice, yeah? But she got two yellow cards within about two minutes. Yeah, yeah. But I think, for me, I honestly believe the second yellow card, I don't think the referee even realised it was the same guy. I think he just booked him, and then he was surrounded by John Book players, and then he, I think at that point he then realised, shit, okay, the guy's off. At that point, the Super one manager should be given a touchline ban yep. for basically assaulting the, the referee. There's not a whole lot else you, you can call that. He ran on, he was like, grabbing at him, the players were, were grabbing at him. Um, he should be given a touchline ban. Right, so what do you think the, the second yellow card was given for then? I think it was given for a combination of two things. Okay. I think it was... Okay, so it was a throw-in uh, and Shin took a long time to take the throw in first of all so I think there was a combination of time wasting yeah. I think the length of time it took this guy to actually throw the ball was pretty long yeah. he also encro- he also like walked up the pitch a good five yards more than that more than that he, he kept walking stopping shouting walking stopping shouting it, walking stopping because he'd take like three or four steps yeah make like to throw and then stop and then stop and then move forward and then he'd move another three or four steps forward make like to throw and stop and he yeah. did that at least three times yeah so I think it was a, I don't believe it was just for for stealing yards I think the referee would have pulled him back f- yeah. for that I think it was stealing yards time wasting and literally taking the piss basically because he start the throwing started off probably just on the edge of the D of the penalty area and by the time he ended up throwing it, it was on the on the semi the half the yeah. the, 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 the halfway line, right? It was it was almost in front of the of the John Book dugout by the time he threw it. I, I was when I watched the replay, I was amazed how far he actually moved forward. So yeah, yeah, it, it was a yellow card. There was no denying the fact that it was a yellow card. Anyone who says it wasn't a yellow card just should stop watching. So then it comes down to people saying, well, he just got a card two minutes earlier, so you should let it go, or it, it was. A, it was a harsh yellow card to give or blah 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 but I mean I've never seen anyone sent off for taking a throw in yeah so in all my time watching football I've never actually seen anyone get a second yellow card for that usually people just told calm it down mate you, you, you're on a yellow card but if they do but, but the rules of the game are there to be followed so not to be broken so when this video is shown on a question of sport will Ali get it right or not well if indeed he's still doing I don't, I don't even know who the current presenters are of he's a fat uncouth guard and has no idea about football so he'll probably say uh, uh, he put the ball down and uh, shagged the woman next to him <laughs> um, I don't think anyone would, would, would see a red card coming because you would imagine the referee uh, it, uh, it was a deserved red card but you would imagine that the referee would, would kind of like speak to him yeah did you see that video I put up of the from the English League at the weekend? The Accrington Stanley. Yeah. Who are they? They uh, they lost in goal difference as well, right? Yeah. Because they end up drawing that game nil nil. Even though they scored on on half time. Yeah. It's insane. I saw it before. I think Sean put it up. Uh, Sean Stokes put it up a while ago. Yeah. The the, the guy in that one, the guy took the shot. And then the referee started blowing the whistle for half time, and he got one one peep into his three peeps before the ball crossed the line. So, and the, the Accrington standing players went mental. I mean, common sense would say just let that one go. Do you know what I mean? That's ridiculous. Um, back to that game, uh, it was one at half time. Then, you know, um, some people do do, do different things. You know, like 
the small Sioux one team had an opera singer uh, on the pitch with a girls' choir. Um, yeah, Sioux one Bloomings brought on some cows again. What? Which girl group was that? Uh, <laughs> anyone in a Sioux one top. Um, it was. Uh, was it those giant cows? Giant, yeah, but they don't do anything. They just sit there. I thought, like at the very least, they were going like, like. I don't know, like milk balls out their udders or something, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But they don't do anything, they just stand in cow costumes on the pitch. Are they pantomime cows? Yeah! Is that where Igor is? He's That's where Igor is. He's just backing up a panto cow. <laughs> right, did the second half... Second half must have improved then. Second half was fantastic. Chumbuck yeah. must have pummeled the ten men of the Blue Wings. I mean, I think it was an even game in the first half anyway. I don't buy into the fact that the only one because it was ten men. The red card obviously always changes the game, but I don't believe it, it changes it that much. Um, the first goal was one of the sweetest, most beautiful pieces of footballing skill you're going to see in Korea. Uh, I don't know who it was. I don't know who scored it, but the ball was basically pinged into the box. Uh, and it was like kind of like sweetly cushioned volley like straight into the path of, of, of Han Koo Wan who just headed it past the goalkeeper uh, it was a beautiful goal but that was John Book all day some of their free flowing the free free flowing movement was just amazing uh, Lewis that was Han Koo Wan 47 minutes Lewis made it 2-1 in 55 uh, Kim Po Kyung maybe threaded the ball through him he picked it up, took one, one, they took one step and smacked it right into the top corner of the net. Beautiful strike again. Before Edon Gook, who else, uh, pounced on a, on a mistake in the box. Miscommunication between the Sioux one goalkeeper and defender. And the ball just kind of trundled along the box. And uh, Edon Gook scored probably the, the easiest goal he's ever going to score. Yep. Still managed to celebrate it like he'd won a hat-trick. Uh, but there's still enough time for Yom Ki-hyun. To pull one back, make it 3-2 with a, pretty much the, the last kick of the ball. Again, the referee pulled it so almost as soon as, it, as soon as they restarted. Okay. Paul swung at the back of the box and he, and he pounced and scored. Santos was unlucky, should have scored a couple. Kwon Chang Hoon should probably have scored. But I still stick by John Book had plenty of chances as well. Okay. So let's move on to something else, shall we? Uh, yeah, so there was no other games in the Classic this weekend. I mean, obviously, Seoul can continue their, their, their ramp the rampage to the to the title by beating Pohang 3-1 uh, I guess the highlight of that game was was Lazar scored Pohang's only goal oh sorry am I reading this wrong Paul Pohang won 3-1 at Siam again Seoul played for 90 minutes with, with one man less <laughs> one man less with Takahagi <laughs> so I guess that the big news before this was that Osmar wasn't going to make it yeah. how big of an impact does Osmar have? Is it really, as Nicole says, no Osmar, no Osmar, no party? Which I think is really funny. Um, the f- for the first twenty or thirty minutes, I would agree with that because the defence was all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Um, and by the time they woke up, they were already two 0 down. Could have been three if if uh, Puang had put away that penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I would say that like Suwon, like, what sorry Suwon, like, what Pohang were doing was just was pinging balls over the top and just running it so. And the guy who gave away the penalty, Pak Yongu, 
Pagliarou had a howler of a game. He was probably at fault for both of Pohang's goals. And gave away the penalty. He gave away the penalty as well. Yeah, I don't know if he was pulled at half time or not, but he was having a disaster. Let's talk about the penalty. You think it was a penalty? Obviously, you were watching on TV, I was watching in the stadium. Yes. and I hadn't seen a replay until just before we started the podcast when you insisted I, I needed to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, what, give, give us your take and then I'll give you my take. Okay, so the ball's put in at the box. Uh, uh, the Poang defender's running forward. And Park... Park... Young-woo. Park Young-woo uh, comes across and makes no attempt, in my eyes, to go for the ball. Yeah. He just comes straight across and takes the Poang player out. Yep. Yes, there was probably a shoulder-to-shoulder... But I think that that kind of challenge is always going to fall in favour of the of the attacker, yeah, the person going with pace forward, yeah. The fact is, I don't think Park really made any attempt to get the ball either. I think a big contributing factor was the placement of of the referee. He was nowhere near up to play. The ball was put forward quickly, but he was so far off play that, yeah. Um, I think that's yeah. From his angle. He shouldn't have been there, he should have been further up with play, but from his angle, it was a stonewall penalty. I watched it three or four times on the, on, on the replay, and I still think it was a penalty. I mean, from, from my point of view, and it's something I've never really quite understood about football, is that you often see these shoulder charges where players make no attempt to get the ball, they just shoulder charge the player off, yeah. and it's never a foul, normally, right? But it always is in the box if it's a defender who puts who knocks down the Pohang player. That, uh, sorry, knocks down the attacker. That's always going to fall on the attacker's side. In the box. In the box. If it's outside the box, it's no foul. If it's in the box, you're always going to get a penalty. I think it was a clumsy, at best, challenge. He was having a nightmare game anyway. Yeah. I think it was a ridiculous challenge by a player who just needed his captain next to him. Yeah. Screaming in his ear. Yeah. So, obviously... Che had brought back in anti Pohang goalkeeping superhero penalty saver Yu Sang Hun for this game. Who completely phased out Yang Dong Hun. Completely psyched him out, didn't he? Completely. completely. I mean, like, I, I actually, I, at that point, I actually texted uh, Korea Racing and said, they have no bot with Sang He'd have scored that penalty in any other stadium in the K League. He'd have scored that penalty. Because Yu Sang Hun, once the penalty was awarded, he, he just walked he's, up to him. He firstly walked over to the post and took a long drink. Then he walked up to the six-yard box and, and edge of the six-yard box and stood there staring at him. Mm-hmm. Then the goalie told him to move back to the line, which he did. Started bouncing around on the line. He pointed his one hand to the left, to the right, and back to the left. Mm-hmm. And then the guy was like, the ref blew the whistle. So the guy sort of takes the most timid run up you've ever seen. Yeah. And as, as you said, he kind of miskicked it so badly it went into the ground yeah. and. Dinked up and then I just, just trundled along. The daisy cutter along, which I mean, I mean, as I, I think as I tweeted, you know, that you could have put your beer down, ran down, walked down from the stands and and, and saved it. It was that bad a penalty. Well, I think Yu Sang Hoon actually started celebrating the save, jumped around, hugged all the soul players, and then went back to the line to pick the ball up. Yeah, yeah, it was like, I mean, it, it, it was one of the worst penalties I think I've ever seen. Um, but again, as I said, I think Yang would have scored that penalty in any other stadium. But he, I think Pohang have a real... That's, that's now, as far as I can remember, that is something like the last two Keighley Classic games at, at Sangam that missed penalties. They could not have penalties in the Champions League. And the FA Cup. And the FA Cup. So you're talking about 10 penalties that guy has saved. Because they missed a penalty last year as well in the league. 
think they also scored one at one point as well, though. Did they? Yeah. They missed one when I was there at a league game. They might have scored the second one in the same game or something like that. But the same guy scored five minutes later. Yeah, he did, yeah. Which was a pretty sweet goal, actually. And then Sim Dongun, who we've talked about, the guy who scored a f- all four goals against uh, Hanoi TNT. Yeah. Uh, he got the second. Both of them were kind of balls over that, as I said, I think if Osmar had been playing. I'm not saying he would have stopped him, but I think the defence would, would have been more organised. The, the first one, I think it was. Uh, I mean, I've often criticised the sole goalie for making rash runs out to, to pick up balls coming forward. And that, on that case, it was one he, I would normally expect him to dash out and try and clear it, and he just stood there and... Yeah. <sighs> yeah, so... It was a bad day for most of the sole players, to be perfectly honest. I think Adriano, <coughs> for me, and, I mean, I know he's, he's like, scoring for fun, but I did think in, in that game, Adriano looked a little bit like the player that Dejan want, wanted rid of. Yeah. He looked a little bit petulant in that game. Yeah. He was snacking, snack. <laughs> he was snapping at things, snapping at the other players as well. Yeah. Trying to do way too many things on, on his own. And I think that is the kind of player that I think Dejan wanted rid of. Um, yeah, so 30 minutes in, sold 2 0 down. At that point, they woke up and started playing. Yeah. Just before half time. They got a free kick, which Takahagi crushed against the bar. It's a cracking free kick as well, yeah. Uh, to be fair, up to that point, he'd been really poor. He'd been mm. misplacing passes all around the park. Uh, second half, they came out, and Seoul, I think, pretty much pummeled uh, Pohang for the whole of the second half. At, at half-time, uh, according to JTPC, yeah. uh, Seoul with 61% possession. Okay. And what was amazing, right... Was that after 30 minutes, after 25 minutes, so would something like 40% position. So in those last 25 minutes, so just held the ball for the whole game. I don't know how much faith I'd be putting in the key league stats, to be perfectly honest, but anyway. But they're all we've got to go on, so. So, over the course of the game, yeah. Seoul had 64% possession, 20 shots to 11. Yep. Like at halftime, it was 10 shots to 5, I think, or something. But it was like Pohang had like 5 shots in goal, 4 on target, or something. Yeah. So I think Pohang were clinical with their finishing. But I mean, it, even if you say Pohang had another 5 shots in the second half, it was because Seoul were coming forward all the yeah. time, and, Seoul were, and Pohang were just. I mean, Seoul were leaving massive gaps at the back. Yeah. Uh, and it was ine- inevitable that they were going to concede one more. Did they? Uh, before we get to whether they did or not, uh, I guess we should take through a couple of points. Uh, Tayan actually pulled one back for Sol. Brilliant free kick. Nakamura-esque. Yeah, up and over the the, the, yeah, the wall actually jumped up and he still cleared the the, yeah. the jumping defender and got it under the bar. Yeah. And the goalie never even saw it coming. Yeah, it was, it was a world class free kick. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, <laughs> Adrian had a really good chance, which. You'd think if he headed it, it would have been on target at least, but he tried to do some kind of weird scorpion-esque... F- oh, I don't know what he was doing. But, but he, I guess he was fired offside anyway, right? No, he wasn't offside for that one. I, he wasn't? Yeah. I think we Maybe he thought he was going to be, so he didn't bother okay. trying for it, but he wasn't flagged offside. Oh, wow. Um, he was flagged off for that other chance he had, which he, again, shot weakly. Yeah. And so I had another, a bunch of other chances that they... Would probably have scored on another day, but it wasn't going their way that day. So, 
Um, come 90 minutes are up, the man on the, the, the fourth official held up his, his uh, what is it, scoreboard thing showing five minutes of extra time. Yep. At which point Sol throw all, all, all into attack. They brought a big man on a couple of minutes earlier to play the long ball up to, uh, which was the guy that we mentioned uh, before the season start, the guy that left for John Book and made, this, made the statement, Sol's... Sol's shim is dead. Yeah. Long, long live Chombuk's shim. So the Sol fans all hate him, but he came back, played last 10 minutes here, won everything. He, he was brilliant in the air with his heading, okay. won everything, played really well. But yeah, uh, as I said, Sol left so many holes at the back that at one po- uh, 94th minute, uh, Puang broke forward. It was two defenders, uh, two Puang, admittedly one of them was Lazar, but it was two Puang men against one Sol defender and a goalie. So it's one on one then, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the defender went to, to cut out the, uh, the Puang track attacker, which meant he just side footed it across the box for Lazar to trap mm-hmm. and slide into the net for 3 1. The twat pulled his shirt off and went over to the. Yeah, which is a, a bit ridiculous. I mean, Lazar pulling his shirt off to, to celebrate is kind of like, like me. Running out the bathroom celebrating after like peeing. Yeah. Uh, at which point I have something to rant about, but we'll get to that at the end of the podcast, okay. I guess. Which reminds me, one other thing I want to talk about after the after the end of the Suwon game. Did you see? Have you seen the video circulating of Suwon fans uh, attacking the the, the tunnel? Yeah, like, I haven't seen the video, but I've, I've heard some things about smash it. Smash the roof of the the player tunnel, which I guess must be perspex. I haven't. I didn't see it. I mean, I. I was trying, I was working the bus back to uh, Sardang as quickly as possible, so I was actually up the top of the the, the way end when the full time whistle went because I, I was wanting out. Yeah. So I I got out there as quickly as possible. Uh, I wanted yeah I wanted to catch that first bus back. So so yeah I, I guess as the referee walked down the tunnel, a couple of Suwon fans sort of climbed over the fence and started jumping up and down, stamping on the tunnel trying to break <laughs> break it. So showing their class as ever. As ever. Right, that's the classic done. We're now an hour in, so I guess we'd better rush through everything else that we've got to go through. Okay. You've got a man of the match? Um, for me, man of the match? Uh, yeah, man of the match, I'm going to go with Kwon uh, Sung of John Book. Okay, the John Book goalie. John Book goalkeeper. He made a couple of pretty decent saves. He made a, an amazing treble save. From Santos and I think it was Santos and Kwong Kwong Chang Hoon together. They're both really short and it was a far distance so I couldn't tell who was who. But I know Santos had one and Kwong Chang Hoon had another shot. Like literally within a couple of seconds. So I'm gonna say yeah, Kwong Kwong Sante for me man of the match. Okay. For me, uh, I think I'm gonna go with uh, one guy off your team, Lee Jong Won. Okay. In in coalition with the K-League Disciplinary Committee because he got sent off in round 8 didn't he against Guangzhou uh, and for nothing and, uh, yeah in the last minute and oh. then when the K-League Disciplinary Committee went to review it they decided yeah he had been falsely accused and his red card was rescinded so he was eligible to play against Ulsan instead of being banned as was expected cool. and at the same time I think we talked a lot about on last week's podcast and we may have, may have disagreed about this a little bit about Kwakiju's rugby tackle on Adriano. Yeah. Which you thought wasn't necessarily as harsh as 
I thought it was. Yes. The K League disciplinary committee agreed with me, and they've given him a two match ban. Really? Yeah. After the after reviewing video evidence, so he'll be out for the next two games. So he's not going to play against Suwon. Against Suwon in the derby, then, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, one last thing before we, we wrap up. I just wanted to go around to see what difference or what impact Children's Day made on the crowds. Yeah. Uh, Ulsan uh, in the game against Songnam, there was 11,300, so just over a, like, almost 11,500 yep. at that game. Uh, at Incheon, there was a bumper of 6,000 crowds, which is for Incheon, it's quite a lot. Uh, and in the other game that day, which was Guangzhou, there was 5,000. Okay. So I'm guessing Children's Day, that kind of thing, maybe did make a little bit of an impact on, on those crowds, yeah? What was the crowd at Suwon for the top of the, well, for the, the big match there? Uh, 18,000, just over 18,000. So roughly the same amount as what was at the Super Match. But uh, reported at 10,000 less, because yeah. they reported 28,000 there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and at Seoul, in the Seoul against Poland game, there was just over 17,500. Quite a lot of people weren't there. But I, I think a lot of people left Seoul for the long weekend. Yeah, yeah. But we should note that the, the all-time K-League top attendance is for a Children's Day game, right, between Seoul and Songnam. Yep, 55,000. 55, but once you... That was in the bad old days when they used to count all kinds of free tickets. and Yeah. So even discounting for, for that, I think it was still above way above 40,000. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely crowds are... As just we've discussed, I think crowds are definitely uh, plummeting quite, quite a bit. Um, but... I don't know what I don't really know what else they can they can do to be perfectly honest. Um, but I guess um, I mean what they could do is get the the uh, the long promised round thirty nine of the EPL to play in Korea between Man United and Chelsea. <laughs> yes, well that, that's the thing. I mean, they, I think what 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 else can we do? I mean, uh, how else can we get get the uh, get the crowds up? I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to see if you did get. A couple of really big name players of the sort that you've got playing in China, or even like a Frank Lampard on his playing, or if Steven Gerrard playing out his last two years. If you got one of those, like it was rumoured that Torres was going to come yeah. and play. If Torres had actually come, would that make a, how much of a, a boost would that give to attendances? But I mean, even looking at Dan coming back to Seoul, Seoul's crowds are only up one and a half thousand. He's yeah. only put. Dehan's only put one and a half thousand on the, on the gate. I'm really surprised at that. And I would think that's probably less to do with Dehan himself and more to do with the improved performances this year. Yeah. But, do you know what I mean? So I don't really know if, if, if signing... Torres or... Torres is going to... I don't, I don't really know. I think maybe. I honestly think if you brought Ki Sung Yong back, someone like, like a Ki... Uh, okay, that's a little bit... In, in, in the same way that... E. In the same way that Chardery... Put a boost on Solf. Yeah. But they came, Yi Chung Yong. Yi Chung Yong. Well, back. He, he will be looking for a club this summer. Yeah. So I think maybe someone like that. I, I, I'm saying that, though, John Boots closed it down and they brought Kimbo Kyung, yeah. I, I, I don't really know. I don't know what else they, they, they can do. It would have been interesting if Park Ji Sung had played a year in the K League. Yeah. But I'm not sure what they can do, but at the end of the day, it's not. It's not. It's a bit of a problem, yeah. Right, we're going to spend 30 seconds discussing the two rounds of the, the challenge. Yep, it was games played. People won. People won. Eland won one and lost one, didn't they? Yeah, Eland did it, yeah. They definitely won on the Sunday down in Gyeongnam. Last minute winner, right? Yep. Um, 
So on Children's Day, there, so there's let's say there's a full round of games on Children's Day on the Thursday, and another full round of games on Sunday. So you want to go through the results? Uh, Bukchan three, uh, Ansan Police one. It's a massive result. I know Wagoninio. I think it is. is it, was Wagoninio his name is? Yeah. For Bukchan scored a couple. Yeah. Looking like they found a decent Brazilian. Yep. Uh, gang one two, Eland one. Isn't Gang one their bogey team? Yeah, I think I think uh, former friend of the podcast Stevie would agree with that. Okay. Uh, I know Kalil Mitchell gets sent off in that game as well. Um, uh, An Yang two, Dejon two. I think that was a bit of a cracking game. Uh, I really wish I'd maybe gone there instead. Uh, Daegu were playing Busan in the big game, I guess. Cessna soared in. I think his goal was taking, taking Daegu off the bottom. Sorry, can we, how many airplane jokes can I... Well, come on, there's no eye for goal with Japa anymore, right? So I'm going to squeeze in some Cessna jokes. <laughs> uh, I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, and the final game on Children's Day, Chunju to Goyan Ziploc three. Okay. This Felipe Paula, who I think also goes by the name Paula Santos as well, yeah. and not Paula Abdul, um, seems to be doing reasonably okay. I think for Goyan, I might actually go and see them. Okay, and then on Sunday, uh, Pusan beat Anyang three one. Yeah, that was a bit of an unexpected one. With a goal from Milos, Milos and, and William Pop, <laughs> who apparently uh, is Jorgen Klopp's poor cousin. <laughs> so that would have been William Pop. Uh, Koyang drew nil nil with Puchon. Yep. Tejon lost to Kangwon. Yep. So Kangwon had a very good two yep. wins out. Score. Elan beat Kyungnam. Yep. And Tejan. Never heard of them. And at the top of the ta- top of the table, Tegu beat Ansan. So Ansan lost twice on the ba- bounce now. So all that means that at the moment, with five wins on the trot, Kang won a top. Wow! Can you imagine Kang won back in the laps? Not going to happen. I hope, I hope they would, because it's always a nice away day to go to. Yeah. Well, that, that depends which ground they're playing at. To be honest. Yeah. If they're playing in Kangnung, it's a nice away day. If they're playing in Wonju, it's a shit. <laughs> I should like Wonju. I should live in Wonju. I like that place. I'd go back in a heartbeat. But it's, it's, it's not going to happen though, they're not going to win it. At, at least if you've got um, Kang One versus Seoul at Wanja, you might get a good friend of the podcast, Rothsey Saint, out to a K-League game for a change. Ah, okay, yeah. He lives in Wanja? Uh, last time I checked, yeah. Ah, he's a good lad. I never met him. Um, so, so yeah, so we have Gang One top, Diego second, Ansan Police losing two in the bounce. But they're all level on points on 18. Yep, and then in fourth, the last playoff spot, Buchan. And then the neutral's favourite. And then Elan in fifth on 14 points yep. before the gap opens up to the Busan. rest. So I guess Busan watched that we're going to call it this year. Busan have won one after losing three of the last four. Uh, and I guess Elan watch. Elan lost two in a row, but pulled one back at the weekend there, yeah? And Kyungnam watch. They're still on minus points. They're still on minus points. And I think they could be there for a while. Okay, so we've also got midweek games tomorrow. It's the FA Cup. Yep. Going to a game. I am indeed. I'm going to go to the Fortress tomorrow. Okay. As we play for the third year in a row, uh, as we play Yunnan University. Yeah. I'll be at 
Sangam as we play K-League Challenge High Flyers Tegu. That could be a tougher game than you were probably expecting when the draw was first made, right? Um, I mean, Tegu were quite strong last year, so we, we knew they were going to be potentially a tough opposition. You won't beat them, though. Uh, hopefully, Adriano will fly higher than Cessna. Yep. But it won't be. Uh, other game, Sogiland have moved their game to Sun, uh, against Sunquan University to 4pm. Dan, if you listen this week and you, then you haven't turned off by now, you go and put the kids to bed or something, can you let us know why? And can you also live tweet it? We'll, we'll send you the password tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, could you, yeah. <laughs> As discussed on, on Sunday. So, so maybe you could actually cycle on the, on the, on the half-time bikes? Or, or actually, you could just call Ryan Johnson and see if he wants to do something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now he will turn off. Now he will turn off. That's it, yeah. Uh, I guess the only other big game of interest, uh, I guess Pohang home to Buchon, for me, is a big one. Uh, I think that would be an interesting game. And the, the clash uh, between Dejon and Suwon could be a big one as well. And the Pusan Derby. Pusan Derby. One of the, something's got to give. I guess the, the, the only classic game, am I right in saying the only classic game is Jeju Gang Guangzhou? Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. And the other game, of course, of interest is that Chumbuk are away to Anyang, as Anyang gets to play another big classic team, which isn't FC Seoul. Yep. Which means that their dream of playing against FC Seoul is presumably postponed until at least next year. Yeah, you would, you would imagine Chumbuk would, would win that one, right? Did they not play each other last year as well? They did. Uh, I don't think it was John Book, but I can't remember. Played, played the Blue Wings two years ago. Played John Book last year, I think. Maybe yeah. But yeah, so I'll be at Songnam. Hopefully they'll get a. Hopefully they'll get the victory there. Can't see them losing to the university team. They've beat them twice already. So yeah. Looking forward to the next round. Hopefully. <laughs> After extra time and penalties again. Well, last year that that's what they did to do last year. They did bring on Wang Yijou and uh, Kim Do Hyun. He wins the game. After extra time, ridiculous. Okay, and then once these games are over, move on to the weekend. Yep, the only game that matters, there's no point, we'll just go through the games and then talk about the only one that really matters. Okay, so in the challenge, start with the challenge, since yep. it's open. Uh, I hit that button next to it. That's the one that says next, what I was looking for, yeah. Okay. Uh, Dejan Gyeongnam. Ooh, Monday Night Football. No? I have to talk to Korea Racing then. Maybe. Alright, we'll get to do the Saturday games first. Saturday, Taejong versus Kyungnam. Uh, home win. Uh, Ansan against Anyang. Uh, Ansan are on two defeats. Home win. Then uh, Sunday, Pusan against Chungju. Uh, Pusan are going to win that one. And then Monday night, we've got two games. Puchon against Kangwon. That'd be a good game to go to, actually. I might try and talk Jesse into going to that because that's near our home. Yeah, that could be a tough game. I, I'm going to say score draw two each. And then Eland against Tegu. That's a cracking game as well, actually, right? But that's, I have plans on Monday. See if I can get out of them. Tegu uh, 2 1, a wee win. Okay. And then in the classic, it is. The big one. The big one. The Suwon Derby. Suwon Derby. Uh, Suwon, Suwon FC at home hosting Suwon Blue Wings. 
That will be. Uh, I'll be an interesting one to see what the crowd will be for that. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, because as far as we're aware, a lot of people double up, don't they? Yeah. So I'll be interested to see if they actually get, for example, ten thousand or eight thousand or something like that one. Uh, you would imagine that. I mean, it's not a far journey. Well, apart from all those Suwon fans that actually have done so, um, but you would imagine that one should be a big, a big crowd. I mean, seriously, it's a historic first ever Suwon derby. They'll be so used to getting the the, uh, the bus down from Sadang to to the World Cup stadium. They'll the wrong stadium, wouldn't they? They'll have to look up which the bus is to the Civil Stadium, right? <laughs> it's the next bus stop, guys. It's a seven 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 zero. That's a tough one for me. I, I've watched both teams at the weekend. Uh, on paper, it should be a Blue Wings victory every day, but I wouldn't be surprised if Sue won frustrate the love and dare at them, and that finishes one each. And we go for a draw. Uh, that's four o'clock on Saturday. It's five o'clock. Oh, five o'clock on Saturday. How far is it from Tanchon to Suwon? On that Bundang line, uh, you could. Nah, you'd never make. You think and try to get the second half. Could could you make the last ten minutes of the second half? If it was at the Blue Wing Stadium, maybe because you could go straight to City Hall. Yeah. So you want City Hall and take a cab. Yeah. But it's a civil stadium. It's like way across the end of town, as far as I know. I don't think it's possible. So you're not up for watching the the match in Songnam and dashing over to the civil stadium for. Uh, I, I, there's no subway station near the near the subway station, as far as I know, right? Yeah. So I'm not really sure how you can make it. Okay. Uh, right. The match three o'clock on Saturday, Ulsan versus Puang. Uh, would have been a big one in previous years, but after Puang's victory at the weekend, they're now two wins in a row. Uh, Ulsan three defeats from four. I expect that to continue. Okay. I think even though it's away, I think Pohang probably just edge at one 0 Okay, and then on Sunday, uh, Sanju Inchon. Uh, Sanju will pile the misery on Inchon. Okay. Don't get lose that game. Two 0 And Cheju against Chonnam. Home win every day of the week. And then. Chombuk against Kwangju has been put off till June because Chombuk have got to go to Melbourne. Yeah. So they've switched their game. And I believe that Seoul are going to switch their game for the week after as well. Yep. Not been officially announced yet, but officials at the club have told me they've submitted an application to the K-League and they expect it to go through. So there's a real chance then for Songnam and Seoul to put some gap, some light between them and Chombuk, right? Well, one of them. If they weren't playing each other. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the last game that we got. Last to game, the Fortress, Songnam Seoul. Last game there, last game there last season, finished uh, 2-1. Adriano scoring that goal in the last minute. After Songnam should have had it wrapped up by half time. Um, that's an interesting one. Is Osmar going to make it? Uh, I don't know yet. Okay. My money's going to be Songnam will not lose it. Uh, yeah, after watching the Pohang game, I think Songnam have got a very good chance because they can defend well against Seoul yeah. and then counter-attack. Yeah, and we're quick. 
Like, Tiago's really quick, Wangy Joe's quick. P2, in, in P2 they found a, a player who I think might be a player. I think he actually might develop into a pretty, pretty decent, decent midfielder. He doesn't look like... He doesn't give the ball away much. He looks like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, our only concern, I think, is Adriano's pace and Dehan's skill, basically. I think Adriano and Dehan are going to be the two biggest problems to us. As every team. But I think Adriano's pace could be uh, quite a hack quite a, a handful. And if Tagahagi plays, I don't think we have anyone that can really match his combativeness. Yeah. Like, Peter is a bit more of a kind of skillful player. Yeah. Uh, Kim Do-hyun is the imaginative, like, um, you know, kind of creative player. But I don't know if we've got anyone who can really take the game by the scuff of the neck in the middle of the pitch, like, like uh, Tagahagi. So I think, for me, if Osmar doesn't make it, I think Sonam will win. If Osmar does make it and Takahagi plays, I think it could be a tough draw. But I still really... My heart and head both say I don't think Sonam will lose it. Uh, yeah, I don't think Sol will win. But Are we going to meet before it and show that no matter what team you support, even in Korea, you can still meet and have a beer. I thought we were going to cycle down together, holding a flag of friendship. No, I said I was a psychopath. I didn't mean we were going to go down and, and basically. So, you, you said, so over the dodgy reception on our phone, you said psychopath, not cyclepath. Yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> so I shouldn't have gone out and spent a million won on a new bicycle yesterday then? Uh, well, actually, you spend you spend a hundred thousand won on a new bicycle, and then hundred thousand won on a new lycra. <laughs> <laughs> How well you know me. <laughs> All right, so we're now an hour and twenty minutes in. Okay, that's pretty much all wrapped up then. We've got enough time for a rant. We have indeed. Anything you want to rant about? Uh, the only thing I was wanting to really rant about was just uh, some of the. Uh, some of the crap I've read on Twitter recently, but I'm going to save that for for when the, that crap is even more. And that's Crappy. I'm going to leave that. Uh, I just think some people, yeah, whatever. <laughs> some people maybe need to reanalyze their their viewpoint on a football game. Okay, uh, so you're going to leave me to rant this week. I'm going to leave you to rant. You ranted last week. It was a very successful rant at me. Uh, it won't be like, and I think it's time for Paul's ranty time. Uh, yes, this week's rant goes to the referee uh, of the Seoul Pohan game, who, after being erratic in his decision about what does and doesn't constitute a foul throughout the 90 minutes, was gracious enough to give five minutes of time added on at the end of the game during which he booked the Pohang goalie for time-wasting. After booking, he also booked the Pohang uh, midfielder for, uh, for taking too long a throw to the same as in, uh, in Suwon as well. Then Pohang broke away and scored their third goal, at which point Lazar stripped his shirt off, waste a good minute celebrating, etc., etc., as he's probably entitled to do. But I understood that, got, that refs were supposed to add 30 seconds for each goal scored, 30 seconds for each substitution. And if he's booked the bloody guy for time-wasting, he should have at least stopped his watch and mm. let another 20 seconds or whatever go on there. 
but Lazar scored after 94 minutes 38 30 seconds or so mm -hmm. according to the clock so there's a minute and a half left and the referee blew the whistle as soon as they kicked off so where's my extra minute or so do you think in a minute and a half so would have scored three goals and got all three points uh, yes I do <laughs> I, I told you I and just therein lies the person I'm talking about about the crap on Twitter <laughs> I didn't tweet that though I did tell you last week I got some new sunglasses which included which had interchangeable lenses one of which was rose or called rose uh, didn't actually wear them which is probably just as well because the one last thing I just want to do a comment on is uh, it's not a rant but I would like to know how the Keeley Classic gave man of the match to Yang Dong Hyun after that penalty miss but anyway yeah. <laughs> That's what he had. I think that would have given him nothing for the rest of it. Should have submitted Dehan for his free kick. Okay, uh, I've actually put a bit of thought into the, this week's outro music and I've got something in mind. Okay. So, last last week's podcast we said ACL wise, Poang were out. Three teams were get, had the, the chance to go through. We both thought two of them would make it. Mm -hmm. uh, we both proved right. And I think I want to say. As Meatloaf said once, two out of three ain't bad. Now don't be sad. Don't be sad. Cause two out of three ain't bad. Now don't be sad. Cause two out of three.